Welcome to Lush Ladies Podcast, where we talk about historical women while sipping on some hard beverages. Sit back, drink up, and get ready to be educated. Pirates? Pirates? Wait. Arr! Should I say aye aye captains? I don't know. I'm Kim. <laughs> I'm Emmy. <laughs> Should I say aye aye captains? <laughs> and today's episode is on pirates. And Arr. our drink of choice. Our white claws. No, that's what you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, what are you drinking? Um, this is a day shoots. Don't know if I'm saying that right. Fresh squeezed IPA from Oregon. This is what it looks you're like. Fancy. I liked the can. That's cool. We are. That's cool. Sorry, so cool. I had to say it into the microphone. So, pirates. What are they all about, Kim? Okay. I I was excited about this. Hopefully this is correct. (laughs) What's a pirate? (laughs) You, one might ask. A pirate is someone who attacks and robs ships at sea. Hmm. And why do pirates need to be a thing? (laughs) Well, a long, long time ago, everything including all resources and people had to be transported using ships and boats. That went across seas. So that was before airplanes. Mm Mm-hmm. But there are still pirates today. That's true. That's true. The Somalian pirates. What is it? Captain Phillips? Yep. That was Somalia, I think. Was it? When he's like, look at me. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm the captain now. (laughs) Oh, hell no. They just aren't like the pirates that you imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. They're scarier because now they have actual weapons yeah now they have machine guns instead of swords and parrots Mm -hmm. (laughs) now they have ak's (laughs) yeah no but really (laughs) the earliest documented instances of piracy was in the 14th century bc when the sea peoples a group of ocean raiders attacked the ships of igon and mediterranean civilizations Hmm. that's a long time ago yeah, I was like trying to look at the chronological order of time or whatever you want to call this. <laughs> like, like a timeline? Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, Brennan, can you explain th- this? Like BC, DC, I don't know that. DC. Well, AC, DC. Yeah, AC, I know about that. I know about AC, DC and Tesla. And but Tesla. <laughs> when it comes to like BC and all that, it's confusing. Time is confusing. Well, because then it says 14th century, which is really the 1500s, right? Mm-hmm. So it that's a thing. That's con- a confusing. No, thing. no, no. It's the, or is other, it way the other way around. It's the, the 1300s. 14th century is the 1300s. That's what I confuses think. me. <laughs> yeah, because we're in the 21st century. And it's 2019. Don't don't even do this to me. No, I can't. I can't think. Like, don't even do this to people me. People are going to think we're so stupid. <laughs> we're, I know. We can't. I we don't understand go. time. What is time? It's not real anyways. So. Okay. So the reason why there was so much piracy in the Mediterranean area was because there were narrow sea channels 
in the areas that routed to obvious places. So since these outlaws knew where the ships were going, they felt confident to rob them. There were facts that were talking about pirates roaming in the first century B.C. Oh. See, I don't know enough about history to be like... Me neither. Like, were there boats then? Like... (laughs) God damn it. I think so. I mean, there probably was. But, like, how can we know for sure? I can't even comprehend (laughs) one. I can't even comprehend the year one. Like, I don't get it. (laughs) What did they do? We're not on that level right now. Like, were there even people then? Like, I don't get it. Cavemen. Was it dinosaurs? Or is that... See, that's why I don't understand the dinosaur (sighs) thing in this timeline of the timeline. I don't know if dinosaurs were even in AD. Oh, my God. We'll do a whole episode on dinosaurs. We'll find a way to incorporate in this podcast. Okay, something just hit me. What? BC. That's like even before the year one. That's like 14 centuries before the year one. That's like negative time. Yeah. I don't. I can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Someone needs to remake this. I was confused before. They need to teach this in school. I mean... Yeah. They probably do. No, they probably did. <laughs> I feel like I learned this in kindergarten, but like I had no idea what they were you talking about. You learned it about. along with your ABCs. <laughs> A, yeah. Oh my gosh. So the golden age of piracy is a period where the most pirates roam the early modern period of Earth. Historians mark the beginning of the golden age of piracy at around 1650. Okay, when- I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. My brain's back in working <laughs> order. <laughs> when the end of the wars of religion allowed European countries to resume the development of their colonial empires. And this involved considerable seaborne trade and a general economic improvement. There was money to be made or stolen and much of it traveled by ship. In England, farmers were forced off the land by ruthless landowners, and tradesmen were challenged by larger businesses. And these displaced people flocked to urban areas looking for work or poor relief. And then in London, there was overcrowding and unemployment, and funds for the poor could not meet the needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just were struggling, and they needed a job. They had to do what they had to do. And yeah. you know what? I was thinking about it. Why does everything start in London? That was a bad place to live. Don't in the get olden me days. started. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I'm just thinking about really Brexit right me. now. Yeah. That's Did true. you see their prime min- their prime minister stepped down? Theresa May? Yeah. When? She, like, the other day, and she was like, and I, ha- you know I love this country. Stepped down? Yeah. Okay, apparently everyone knows about me. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I love this country so much, and she, like, was about wow, to cry, you have a and she accent. ran. Do it again, do it again. This is my country that I love so much, and then she, like, was about to cry, and she ran. <laughs> She like ran off the stage. No, she didn't run, but she started walking really quickly away, and my mouth dropped, and I looked at Brennan like, "Did she just do that?" Oh, okay. So distressed people were simply worse off and had no hope of making a better life. So piracy tempted poor seamen and poor people 
because okay. it offered them the chance to take more control of their lives. Makes sense. It's like joining a gang. Mm-hmm. When you have nothing, it's like, well, might it as well. It gives you something, yeah. What do you have to lose? In an age when few people traveled and young men might have to work seven-year apprenticeships before mm-hmm. they could make an independent living, many were tempted to go to sea anyway, though the life was a tough one. Huh. Adolescents who longed to escape could get a job on a sailing ship before they were fully grown. Agility was needed as much as brute strength. Yet, ordinary seamen toiled for modest wages and were subject to strict discipline. In contrast, piracy not only offered them a chance to get rich, quick, but also a rare opportunity to exert a degree of power over others. I could see why people would be attracted to that. Yeah. If I didn't have, like, a family, I would do it. Yeah. Why not? Even if if you did, like, it might be a good way to make a buck and, like, send back home. Yeah. I don't know if that's allowed, you know, but whatevs. Why not? It could be fun, but I don't know. It could be fun. I don't know. Might try it out. We'll see. (laughs) So Corsair, Buccaneers, and Privateers. Here's the explanation. All right. Corsairs were pirates who operated in the Mediterranean Sea between the 15th and 18th centuries. Muslim Corsairs, such as Barbarossa... Redbeards, Redbeard Brothers, had bases along North Africa's Barbary Coast, while Christian Corsairs were based on the island of Malta. My neighbor is from Malta. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Are you a Corsair? Both used to swoop down on their targets in ore-powered boats called galleys to carry off soldiers and passengers. Unless these unfortunates were rich enough to pay a ransom, they were sold as slaves. Then Buccaneers lived on the Caribbean island of Hispaniola and its tiny turtle-shaped neighbor, Tortuga, in the 17th century. At first, they lived as hunters, but later the governors of the Caribbean islands paid the Buccaneers to attack Spanish treasure ships. Although raids began in this way with official backing, the buccaneers gradually became out of control, attacking any ship they thought carried valuable cargo. Whether it belonged to enemy countries or not, the buccaneers had become true pirates. So pirateers, or privateers, they were their own thing. Yeah, they're just doing their own thing. They armed ships with guns operating in times of war. The Admiralty issued them with letters of... Marquee. Close enough. That allowed them to capture merchant vessels without being charged with piracy. And because there were so many developments happening across the world, there were many ships traveling the seas and lots of goods roaming about. The government started lacking in the Caribbean seas and there was a boom of pirates and crime. So there wasn't a lot of governments paying attention over there. And then, and the Americans didn't give a fuck. They were letting ever. Like, if it doesn't affect us, we're like, whatever. And then all of a sudden it affects us and we're like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much a dead-on impersonation of all of America. You're welcome. Because the pirates were off doing things not in America, really. Right. Like I'm saying, it didn't trouble us, so we were, like, fine with it. We were probably giving them weapons. It's weird to me that while all this is happening, like, America is... 
being doing founded. Yeah. Like we were just starting as a country, basically. Mm-hmm. Who was that pirate from New Orleans? New Orleans. Jean Lafayette. Yeah. John, Jean Lafayette. Yeah. Jean Lafayette. He's yeah. like really important in American history. Yeah. He's on Drunk History. Everyone go watch the New Orleans Drunk History episode. Laugh. Oh my God. Jason Momoa plays him. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. At first, piracy was this outlawish thing to get resources the broke and notorious needed. But then it was eventually turned into a game of chess for countries, and certain countries would use pirates for their advantage by sponsoring them and influencing them to raid other countries. The Golden Age pirates plundered ships in the Caribbean mostly, but Atlantic coast, west coast of Africa, Indian Ocean, and South China Sea were also constantly terrorized. It was also a time of the most famous names among pirates. Legends like Blackbeard and Bartholomew. Bartholomew Roberts. Bartholomew. Bartholomew Roberts. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I do not know my pirate history. I just thought this should be a fun topic. It is, but still. But you said bar my mama ba. <laughs> they were fucking it up. Yeah. I Blackbeard's like one of the biggest pirates, He's apparently. Super famous, and I have a little something to say about him. Okay. Not much, but Choo. not just just a little. Just a little. Okay. I see you. <laughs> Um, pirate ships usually carried far more crew than ordinary ships of a similar size. This meant they could easily outnumber their victims. Pirates altered their ships so that they could carry far more cannon than merchant Mm. ships of the same size. Stories about pirate brutality meant that many of the most famous pirates had a terrifying reputation, and they advertised this by flying various gruesome flags, including the Jolly Roger. And Mm. everyone knows what that looks like. Yeah. Just Google it. Google it. Or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we'll post it. <laughs> All these okay, things. don't Google it. Just follow us. <laughs> follow us. Rate us on iTunes. Five stars. Ten stars. All these things together meant that victims often surrendered very quickly. Sometimes there was no fighting at all. And it's likely that most victims of pirates were just thrown overboard rather than being made to walk the plank. Seems like an easier solution. Yeah. Like, walking the plank, like, it would it could take a while. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a lots of planks, but, like, if you only have one plank and you wanted to make everyone walk it, it could take hours. <laughs> that, honestly. That's true. Time is money. I didn't think about all this. There's some logistics that go into piracy. I feel like that was more of a torture method. It is. I was like looking into like the top 10 like pirate punishments and it was like because it scares them. And like a lot of times they didn't even actually make them jump off like someone would like pull them back or whatever and then they would kill them. But still, (laughs) that's fun. It's just, you know, they're just living their life. I think that'd be fun to be on a pirate ship, but like to be a cook. And like yeah. looking through the windows, <laughs> like not really fucking with anyone. That also you're could like be the making worst. the garlic bread. You're like, yeah. everyone's fighting. And you're like, cook. would you like some garlic bread? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, they probably were abused a lot, though, and raped. Probably. So. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> the end of the pirate age was when Woods Rogers, the governor of the Bahamas, uh, he stepped up and he was really one of the most responsible for suppressing piracy. He and his followers brought order not only to Bahamas, but to the entire Caribbean Sea. Many pirates were hanged, many of them retired, and few tried to find their luck in the Atlantic Ocean. However, one thing was certain, the golden age of piracy was coming to an end around 1730, and the military presence increased mm-hmm. around the world. And I just have like this little thing about pirates today. Um, in 2018, there were 107 attempted and actual attacks by pirates globally. Wow. Up from 87 in the same time span last year. According to a new report from blah, 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 blah. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'll cut that out. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Basically, it just talks about how the new pirates have scary weapons. Yeah, they're scary, basically. Um... My honorable mention is, uh, where is she? Mary Reed. Let's hear about Mary. Well, I'm not going to really talk about her because she's in my story. But it's not my lady. And another honorable mention is Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) And Captain Morgan. And Captain Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) So my female pirate is Jing Shi. I hope I'm saying that right because I will do a little disclaimer that there's a lot of um, Chinese pronunciations in this story and I'm probably doing every single one wrong. So I'm just going to start off with that. Okay, so Jing Shi um, translates, her name is literally Widow of Zhang, which was her husband. So she was actually born Shi Yang in 1775, and she lived until about 1844. So basically, I'm just going to call her Jing Shi, but that wasn't like her birth name. Okay, so she was a Chinese pirate leader who terrorized the China Seas during the Qing Empire period of the Qing Dynasty in the early 19th century of China. Hmm. So... Here's what I had to say about Blackbeard. So, Jing Shi is known as the most successful pirate of all time. Okay. No lie. Blackbeard, in his heyday, he was said to have commanded about 8,000 to 10,000 men. Jing Shi led over 80,000 pirates. Whoa! So, that's like eight times the amount that any of her, like, male counterparts... Have led so she led over twelve hundred junks, which are like the what the Chinese called their pirate ships. They called them junks. So she led over twelve hundred of them. How is this like not a popular topic in history? I mean, she's like if you think of like female history, she's well known in like female history, mm-hmm. but like not general history. Yeah. So. It's stupid because mm-hmm. she's like huge. Like she's the most successful pirate of all time. Everyone can agree on that. Okay. And apparently there is like a character in Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it was the third one. There was like a character based off of her. And she's like, like they do have a lot of fictional characters based off of her. Um, 
but she was huge. And so she entered into conflict with major nations and won, such as China, the British Empire, the Portuguese Empire, and the Qing Dynasty in China. Mm. So widely considered to be the most successful pirate in history, based on the fact that she commanded the largest crew ever assembled, and she died in her own bed as a free woman. Good job. Booyah. Okay, so a little bit about her early life is that we do not know about her early life. Um, we just know that she was born Shi Yang in 1775 in the Guadong province of China. She was a Cantonese prostitute, so she started um, as a worker in a floating brothel, which were these, like, pretty flower ships, and it was like a, a boat that was actually a brothel. So she worked there, um, and it is... Willingly? She have, probably not, but we know nothing about her early life, what she did before she was a pirate besides that. Okay. Like, there's nothing. And actually, it's important to note that most of the stuff that we do know about her piracy and, like, the way that she led her pirate ships was, like, we only know so much because one of the people that she held captive, like, ended up, like, she let him go Mm -hmm. because he paid her off eventually and he, like, wrote it all down. Okay. So, like, he knew, like, the ins, basically, but if it weren't for that, we probably would, never would have found out anything about the way, how she, like, led her stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, basically, in 1801, like I said, she was working in a floating brothel, so it was a boat. In 1801, a very famous pirate and his crew, um, like, raided the brothel, and she actually married the captain... His name was Cheng, Cheng Yi. And it is said that there's kind of some debate whether this marriage was consensual or if it was just because he, like, raided it and, like, thought yeah. she was cool or whatever and took her as a wife. Um, but anyways, they got married. And they signed some, like, type of contract deal saying that she could take over about like 50% of his pirate stuff. So that seems pretty cool to me. Seems consensual. Yeah, like she's making some big money because he was a huge pirate. Like he was the biggest pirate. He was actually like part of this whole family of pirates that were famous from um, like the golden age of piracy from the 1650s. Where was he from? China. Okay. So very famous Chinese... Pirates. Sorry, my chair's squeaking a lot. So, yeah, they signed this marriage contract, and they were equals, and blah, blah, blah. Seemed like they had an okay marriage, like they were just doing pirate shit together, whatevs. Um, in 1807, Cheng Yi, the husband, died unexpectedly. He was 39 years old. Um, almost immediately, Jing Shi, the woman pirate, uh, began maneuvering her way into taking over his leadership position. So she took on the family business of piracy, assuming control of the Red Flag Fleet, which was the big fleet of Chinese pirates, basically. Um, Under the Red Flag, she united a ton of other pirate ships from, like, other pirate gangs, which is how she ended up getting so many, like, 1,200 people, like, 1,200 boats under her command, because she was able to unite a bunch of different rivals. 
Anyways, according to legend, following her husband's death, she summoned all of the fleet captains and announced, this is what she said, under the leadership of a man, you have all chosen to flee because he died. And then they're all like, see ya. Okay. And then she was like, all right, come back. And then she said, we shall see how you prove yourselves under the hand of a woman. Badass. That is. We'll see. That's hot. Mm. (laughs) Okay. So she started to cultivate personal relationships to get rivals to recognize her status and solidify her authority. So she was basically like, we got to stick with, like, we got to get together, basically, if we want to do anything good. Mm Mm-hmm. She acted very quickly to solidify her partnership with her stepson, stepson, and then who she eventually married. She like dissolved her relationship as his stepson and then got married to him. And then he became like the new captain. Normal for that time. Like whatever. I guess they're not actually related. And like they weren't that far off in age. Okay. Um... So she was just doing some cool stuff. She drew on the collations formed by her husband. So she pretty much just like picked up where he left off. And they said that she was a leader unlike any other they've had before. Her husband was like, you know, your typical pirate. When you think of a pirate, he was loud. He was mean. Mm -hmm. But she was quiet and very intelligent and like very calculated. Okay. She was put together. She was well put together. Um so Zhang, Cheng Pao, her new, her ex-stepson, now husband, um, had been her dead husband's right-hand man um, and was widely respected among everyone. So it was pretty, like, well calculated that they got married because okay. she, he held a lot of respect. Okay. So moreover, they said that he was an illiterate fisherman's son and likely easy to manipulate. So she probably wasn't like actually in love with him or anything, mm-hmm. but it was a smart move on her. Okay. On her. Okay. So when she became commander, she um, united under the red flag banner, like I said. So she made the biggest group pirate group of all time by uniting so many other pirate groups. So she, all these 1200 fleets had the same code of laws. And these were like the, one of the first established pirate laws, like I guess in this region. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people ended up following suit with what she was doing, but they were pretty badass. So here is how she united the fleet by issuing a code of laws. The number one law is that anyone giving their or their own orders like ones that didn't come from her or disobeying the orders of a superior were beheaded on the spot oh my god no beheaded on the spot kind of stuff number two (laughs) anything with heads (laughs) she loved to behead people i'll I'll warn you now but uh, anything that has to do with the head coming off makes me nauseous she um I think that was her number way of number one way of killing people was by beheading them. Okay, I see big, you. Big thing, big thing. <laughs> Quick, efficient, straight to the point. Okay. 
Um, number two, no one was to steal from the public fund, which was like the big pot that all the pirates shared. Okay. Or any villagers that were allies with the pirates. So like when you were raiding villages, you couldn't steal from the villagers that were like cool with you. Okay. So like, you know, they're like, they're tight, bro. They have cool people. <laughs> all right. Number three, all goods taken as booty. <laughs> Had to presented, had to be presented for group inspection, and then the um, superiors would then distribute it into the common fund. The original Caesar, so the original pirate that took that set of booty, would gain an extra twenty percent of it, and then the rest would be put into the public funds for everyone to share, like the big pot. Okay. So they were little, they were kind of fair. So it was all yeah. for your own good. But if you were the one that got it, you would get 20%. They were very organized. Top, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically you would have to give all of your funds to your superior and then they would distribute, distribute it. Disobey once you're beaten severely. If you don't give up your loot, disobey twice and you're dead. You're beheaded. Okay. So you got two chances. Okay. <laughs> Rule four. Um, that is the same as the other rule, basically. <laughs> Another rule, don't desert your post or take shore leave without permission. Disobey once and you get your ears cut off. And then they parade you around with no ears. Disobey twice and they cut off your head. Whoa. Here's where it gets cool. Like, okay. not cool, but, like, cool. So, um, <laughs> Zheng Shi was pretty progressive when it come to, came to pirates, especially that she came over from a brothel, so she probably has experienced some harsh shit in her life. So, if um, realistically, they say that Zheng Shi did not like to take female captives, but some people say that she did, or her crew did. But the rule was, if you rape a female captive, you're beheaded. Cannot Queen. rape. Um, I love her. If you have consensual sex with a female captive, captive without permission, you're beheaded. And Wait, she, what does that is, mean? Like they have to ask her? No, if it's consensual, like they're both cool with it. Like they're both like you even the captive wants to have sex with the pirate. Consensual sex without permission. Yeah, like your superior didn't know about it. Like, you have to go to her, basically, to be like, I want to have sex with this captive. And if you didn't go to her or she didn't approve it, she'd behead you, and then they would drown the female captive. So you'd both die. She's fair. She she laid down the rules. Yeah. You knew what you Um, were getting into. If you do want to have sex with a female captive, so this is how you would get permission... You have to take her as wife. You have to treat her nicely and be faithful to her. You have to treat her well. And if you don't treat your new captive wife well, you're beheaded. Okay. So she's nice to ladies. Yeah. And then she didn't like to use the word plunder. Instead say transferring shipment of goods. It sounds better. (laughs) Very nice. So that was her code of rules. Um, she really liked to behead people, but you know, they say that the, that rule, that set of rules is what allowed her to Power. unite. Yeah. That's what allowed her to unite so many different people. 
that's what made it work. Yeah. That they all followed the same code of rules. Kind of like the the military. That's the ultimate discipline. If you die, you die. But if you're like being killed from beheading. That's a big public spectacle. Yeah. Like that can't be. You can't go quietly when you're being beheaded. I could never. Okay. So a little bit more about her career as a pirate. Um, the fleet under her command established um, a working relationship with many villages. In some cases, even imposing taxes on settlements. So, like, mm-hmm. becoming, like, the scary government. Mm-hmm. Um, according to a historian, Jingxi robs towns, markets, and villages from Macaw to Canton. In one coastal vis- village, the Sanshan village, they have said to behead over 80 men... And abduct their woman and children and held them for ransom until they were sold into slavery. So she wasn't that nice. Right. But she had rules. When it comes to pirates, they're obviously kind of evil people. I mean, they're evil. Yeah. But but she was progressive as far as like pirates go. Yeah. 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 So she was like freaking scary. Like people were like sent out to stop her Mm -hmm. and they would like pits their pants they'd be like no there are actually a lot of chinese officials were sent out to stop her and like the the guys aboard their boat instead of going into fight with her and her men would like tear up their own boat and then like come back to their superiors and say that they tried and they lost because <gasps> they were so scared to even like wow. attempt to fight her um so that happened in january of 1808 um, under the leadership of Jingxi, the red flags are basically unstoppable. The Chinese government, with the help of the Portuguese government, um, made a concerted effort to isolate and kill her in 1809, and that did not happen. They lost. And then the government sent suicide boats, which were loaded up with straws and explosives, and then set on fire and launched at the pirates. Mm-hmm. The red flags, the pirate, her pirates, extinguished the flames repaired the ships and then took them as their own. Is this a movie? <laughs> they're making they're trying to make movies about it. So they like they were like perfectly fine. The pirates ended up losing like 40 people, but the government lost like a couple thousand. Wow. Yeah. Um the leader of the government that like was in charge of that expedition falsified the reports and said that they captured her to make himself look better and then later he committed suicide in shame. So she's big. Okay. Um, at the same time that the government was attacking her, Jingxi faced threats from other pirate fleets. One in particular was Ope Tay, which was a former allied pirate who began working with the Qing government. Okay. So he's a traitor. You're right. Um, they event- the Ope Tay forced them to retreat to the coast, still could not be defeated. Um, for years, the red flag under Jingxin's rule could not, you know, they could not surrender, neither by the Qing dynasty or the Portuguese or British (laughs) bounty hunters. She captured Richard Glasspool in 1809, and I believe that he was the one that, like, captured how she ran her things, and that's why we know so much about her. Okay. Um... So eventually in 1809, they suffered a series of defeats. Hi, Tucker. 
They suffered a series of defeats inflicted by the Portuguese Navy, and it all went downhill from there. But um, they sur- they surrendered and got amnesty. So basically, the the instead of like fighting them in another battle. The government, the Portuguese and the Chinese government were like, listen, we don't really want to fight you anymore. Uh, So, like, if you just stopped, we'll give you amnesty. Like, Mm -hmm. you won't be in trouble and you can keep all of your money. And she's like, all right. So (laughs) she just agreed to surrender and and she retired and kept all of the loot. She got lucky. Yeah, she knew when to quit. Yeah. Which is important. She, she played knew her when cards to stop. well. She did. So then her and her husband um, were rich, and he became, actually, he became a captain of the King Guidong Navy and became a pirate catcher, basically. Her husband? So like, yeah. So he was like a military commander making in a lot of money. After? And, by catching other pirates after they surrendered. Okay. So the first thing he did was, like, f- capture all of their, like, rival pirate gangs. The, were they in the red... The red... No, they weren't, like... Because, like, her whole fleet had to quit, basically. Okay. But, like, I don't think any of them got in trouble. That happened a lot. That kind of flows into my story. That, like, because, like pirates became pirate hunters. Yeah, they were like, listen, like, we can't beat you, so why don't you join us? Yeah. Yeah. Because they know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And they just know everything. Yep. Okay. So, late life and death. Jing Shi and Chung Pao um, eventually had some babies. And then Chung Pao died at sea in 1822. And then Jing Shi moved the family to Macau and opened a gambling house and a brothel. It all goes full circle. <laughs> okay. Uh, she was also involved in the salt trade there. And in her later years, she even served as a military advisor in the battling the British Army during the First Opium War of 1839. <gasps> Does that flow into your story about um, Olive Yang? Olive Yang. <laughs> Um, that wasn't the first opium war, but it was one of the yeah, opium wars. Yeah, she was more in the 1900s. And yeah, yeah. But there have been lots of opium wars. Um, but eventually, in 1844, she died in her bed, surrounded by her family, and she died peacefully. So that's why she's considered one of the most... Successful. Influ- like, successful pirates, because she commanded the most amount of people, and she died a free woman. She was never caught she was never reprimanded that's and important. she outlived two husbands two Your pirate st- husbands that's a really cool story yeah i am jealous that you picked her <laughs> well it was funny like aaron actually picked her <laughs> he knew about her like i well because i was like so busy and i was like aaron look up like a pirate lady and he was like all right you got two options you got this really really cool chinese lady or what was the other one or like a normal girl from boston says aaron i was like yeah i'll (laughs) pick the really really cool chinese lady (laughs) he's like good choice yeah (laughs) 
But honestly, I had never had heard of her. But like, if you Google her, they like all of the resources on her talk about how well known she is. Mm -hmm. But I've never like you would have never heard of her unless you like specifically wanted to research this topic or like famous females of history. But she should be like in history books. Like we've all heard of Blackbeard or Barbasoa or whatever. But she led like eight times the amount of people than these other dudes did. I will be talking about Anne Bonny. Mm. So, the exact date of Anne Bonny's birth is not known, but most historians think that she was born in Kinsale, County Cork, Ireland, in 1697. Oh. So, her father was William Cormick. Do I know him? he was a lawyer and... No, I don't know him. Mm, I don't think so. Cormick? Like that's a brand? No? Okay. That is a very popular last name though. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may know Cormick. Yep. Yep. No, well... But maybe not this Cormick. Okay. Because this was a long time ago. Agreed. So (laughs) he was a lawyer and he was having troubles in his domestic life. Mm -hmm. So he decided to run away from home, basically, and he cheated on his wife with a servant named. Did I even mention there was a baby? Well, isn't she a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. No, you're right, though. I didn't mention there was a baby, but you're right. (laughs) They did have a child together. Ah, there you go. But I don't think he took that child. Oh, okay. He, like, made his own life in a new place. Okay. And he was rich from being a lawyer, so he had servants, and he was having consensual sex with a servant named Mm -hmm. Mary Brennan. (gasps) Brennan! Brennan! (laughs) (laughs) He thinks no one has that name. He's like, I've never heard of someone with that name. But Brennan has a mangina. (laughs) Brennan as a mangina. Brennan as a mangina. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so William Cormick was having sex with Mary Brennan and they conceived Anne Bonnie. Yay! Yay! William's wife, which he was still legally married yeah. to, heard about this and she was losing her shit. Yeah. So she was like. I'm going to ruin his reputation. Mm-hmm. And um, who knows if that worked. But <laughs> William, with his new wife and newborn child, decided to leave Ireland and start again in the new world. That must be America. Yay! So they settled America. in. <laughs> this is America. So they settled Don't in. Tr- run out. <laughs> Look what I'm whipping up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, they went to South Carolina in Charleston. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> Wait, I'm wearing a shirt from there right now. <gasps> really? South Carolina. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a cool shirt. Thank you. Um, and so William restarted his career and he decided to invest in a plantation. And Mary Brennan, which was his gal... She passed away. No. Were they married or no? Uh, yes. I think okay. they ended up getting married because it said his wife. Because it said so. Yeah, because it said so. Okay. And if it said so, <laughs> then it's true. It's right. It's so. <laughs> I'm not sure what she passed away from. But Anne Bonnie. Black Plague. But 
at that time. And Cormac, mm-hmm. you know, she had to carry the family. She had to carry yeah. her and her father. And she was a teenager and she was a badass. Yeah? Yes. She, What'd she do? She was a confident little thing. Nice. There are stories about how she murdered a servant girl with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Confident. (laughs) Confident. I mean, you kind of have to be confident to be a murderer. (laughs) I guess (laughs) you could say that. I'm so glad you just started laughing when I said that. (laughs) And then there's one about a young man. That she put in the hospital oh, good. for several good. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what is so funny? I don't know. You're like, she's a confident little thing. And then you're like, she murdered four people. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to be confident to do all this. So <laughs> after um, she, oh, no, no, no. This guy like tried to rape her. Oh, Okay, good. Hospitalize him. Forgot to forgot to add that. So she stood her ground and she was a badass, basically. Noise. Then Anne's father was pushing men on her, telling her who to marry because it was that time. And she wasn't into that. And she was sixteen. She met a man named James Bonnie and he was a pirate. So they were dating and he was like really her boyfriend was really into it because she was beautiful and also oh wait i i don't know why this is so important in her history but she had flaming red hair and anyone with flaming red hair was like so sexy and amazing captivating and women i guess too yeah. So they were dating. And Do you think that's what like um what's that Disney movie? And she's Tangled? like if you had the chance no, no, no. to change Frozen? your fate. No, what the redhead? Bray no, when she turned into a bear. Ariel. <laughs> Brave. Brave? <laughs> yeah. They're Scottish, I guess. Oh you said bear and I, I yeah, saw that as turned- Ariel. Yeah, Ariel. <laughs> What about it, though? Um, she was Irish and had red hair. Oh, yeah. Brave. I know what you're yeah. talking about with the coily actually hair. She, yeah, but she might have been Scottish, actually. She was probably inspired from this and Bonnie. Oh. What I wanted to say really quick about Jing Shi, now that yeah. I'm looking at pictures of Anne Bonnie, is that one of the reasons why she was so dope was because she didn't even have to pretend to be a guy. Okay. Did Anne Bonnie have to pretend to be a guy? Yes, I will get Less into doped. that. Okay, Let's go. go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, she was dating James Bonnie, and um, her dad didn't like him because he was a mm. pirate and he was gross. Yeah, and he was he gross. ate his boogers. He <laughs> robbed people. <laughs> and 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 did not care. She was stubborn and she was like, "No. I'm going to marry this guy." So mm-hmm. she marries him. And that's where she inherits the last name Bonnie. And then Anne's father didn't take this lightly and she left their settlement, their plantation. So 
Sorry, father. I'm not going to be this classy little Upper East Side. Serena <laughs> Upper <Williams>. East Side. <laughs> sitting on the front steps of the Met. <laughs> I'm going to go be this badass. Like I was born into being a badass. Holy shit. I might have to cut out a lot of the stuff because I'm drunk. <laughs> You're going second. You know what it's like now. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> James and Anne began their new journey, and they went to New Providence, which was a pirate's haven in the Bahamas. There were mm. a lot of pirate havens. I want to be a pirate and go to a, a haven. I want to be a pirate until it comes to the time where you have to kill people or you die. And then you're like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Thank you. Stealing things could be fun. FBI, I'm sorry if you're listening. It could be fun. I'm not trying to get her or die. So, um, yeah, New Providence was in the Bahamas, and all these pirates kind of clustered together and stayed in these areas because it was a huge hideout with important pirates and resources. It was just a cool hangout spot. And while this was all going on, James was having a very hard time supporting Anne financially, so he became a pirate's informer for the governor of that island, Woods Rogers. And while he was trying to work for food and everything, Anne was off socializing and networking with other pirates. So Anne was feeling neglected, and she became really good friends with a pirate named Pierre. Pierre? Pierre. Yeah. He, he was a homosexual pirate. It wasn't Pierre Lafayette from... No. Oh, that was a different time, wasn't it? Um, I don't from know. From New Orleans? Oh, no, no, no. No, it's not him. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't a homosexual. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but this Pierre was, and he was a famous... He owned a famous lady's establishment, and he would convince her to leave James. So she did. Oh. And then... But she kept the last name. Yes, because she actually never legally left him. She kind of just oh. ran off. Before oh, their official separation, she met a pirate named Calico Jack Rackham, and they fell in what love. What a badass name, Calico. That is. Calico Jack <laughs> was an English pirate, and historians say he was one of the most unique pirates to sail the Caribbeans. He never managed to grab incredible wealth, he wasn't a great fight, fighter or fierce naval tactician, but his cunning mind and tens tendency to use backstabbing and politics to further his goals made him one of the most unique pirates of the seas. So he was good socially. And then, Same. yeah, that's that's me and you. We're like, you know what? <laughs> We're going to crack the jokes and get the <laughs> We got nothing else to offer. <laughs> yeah. But our dazzling personality. We're going to just drink this rum. Is that, wasn't that the pirate drink? Yeah, it was rum. We're just going to socialize. We yep, would be like diplomats it. of piracy. Yeah, I agree. We'd be the calculated ones, like Jing Chi. Yeah, I had to mention in her story how, like, her social skills had to have been amazing. I really believe that with Anne Bonnie, it was her looks, but she was also physically, like, a badass. Adept. Like, yeah, she like, you fight. had to pull off some shit 
to be able to do that. Okay, that's fucked up. It wasn't just her looks. Like, she... Way to go, Cam. Uh, no, I'm cutting this out. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Calico Jack was a typical small-time pirate who usually attacked coastal ships, and he knew how to spend money with style. Nice. So, I guess he had good outfits. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rackham... A.K.A. Calico Jack Beckham tried to buy Anne off of her husband. It was normal in this period. Women were treated buy like property. Her. You know, we were treated like property. Mm. And her Fine. husband said no. But Anne Boom. really didn't give a fuck. See you later. Yeah. So they ran off together. Jack and Anne. So Rackham... Um, he had a whole crew of pirates, and they had a ship called the Ranger, but then they captured a British ship called the Sloop William. Ooh. And although the William was smaller, it was a very fast boat. So, along with a dozen others, the pairs began pirating merchant vessels along the coast of Jamaica. And Anne was there, obviously. <laughs> While... This was all going on. Their relationship was hidden on the ship, but everyone kind of knew what was happening between them. And Rackham's decision to have Bonnie accompany him was very unusual because women were considered bad luck aboard ships. <laughs> I don't know. But he knew. Yeah. Oh, no, that was a thing in my story, too. Really? Was that it was rare that Jingxi made it so far because there's so many other like pirate cultures that would not allow women to be on their ships at all that's just so so great <laughs> this is why we're talking about this this is why we're having these discussions that's why we're important please listen to us give us five stars follow iTunes. us on all social media this is so cute. Like, Rackham believed in Bonnie, and he knew how confident she was, and he liked that. So, so were they, like, a good couple? I think so. Good. I stan it. I've never but, said that. <laughs> I stan it. Uh, honestly, don't stand by that fact, but... I take it back. <laughs> I don't know. For right now, let's just say they were. Okay. I'll say it. I don't know if he was abusive or anything. It's hard to tell. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, All right, I take it back for now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. <laughs> Jack got Anne Preggers. Pregger. So he took her to Cuba to cater to her pregnant needs and deliver this baby. All, all, a lot of historians aren't sure of this, but I get, but some believe this happened. So she was pregnant. In Cuba, and she delivered this baby there, and then she left and went back to the ship, and oh. she didn't bring the baby. So where the baby? There's go? all these rumors about it uh, that oh. someone he's still out there. Yeah, that someone else is raising this baby, or the baby died at childbirth, and then when Anne got on the boat. She saw this new woman on board named Mary Reed. But also, some historians say they don't know when Mary Reed officially became a part of the crew. But this one article I was reading said it was after the pregnancy 
thing. So Mary Reed's on board now, and she's this important female pirate. Um, she has her whole own story, but she's important. And <laughs> after a few <laughs> months, where's she from? I wonder if that's the other lady that Aaron was. Probably the British woman. Yeah, that's what Aaron was saying. The paintings of Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed are like their tits they are both out. had their tits yeah. out. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. Even though she was on board, like I don't believe there was jealousy between them. They became really good friends and girl power. Yes, that's what we're here for. They started a podcast that's this whole together. Podcast. <laughs> that's what this is about. Is that we need to uplift other females and not be envious of them. There we go. And they they were tight. And some pirates <laughs> speculated that they were in a relationship. But that's another podcast episode. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. So (laughs) Mary Reed, she would disguise herself as a man and fuck it up. She was Mm -hmm. a merchant pirate. What's that mean? Wait, did I say? Do you see my cat right now? Did I say merchant? I said mercenary badass. Oh, yeah. Mercenary. You said merchant. I'm sorry. I'm really drunk right now. Like, I'm really drunk. Good. Do you see my cat? <gasps> Sweet babe! <laughs> Aww. We're mad at her right now. Why? Did she pee? Cause she- yes. All over the damn place. Yeah. We're, like, soaking it all up. We had to buy, like, a bunch of crap today to, like, get it all out of the carpets. And everything. It's been a really long process of cleaning up the carpet. How we, we didn't even know. Like, the carpet wasn't really stained, but we could, like, smell something. And we're like, she definitely peed. Yeah. So we've been cleaning up, like, the upstairs closet. And there's just pee coming up everywhere. Like, what the Check hell? The- you have a litter box. Yeah. That's something <laughs> that cats will do. But- yeah. I think it's Athena's fault. But I'm not pointing fingers. Has she, or they do it when they are feeling neglected. Really? Yeah. <gasps> so just say hi to her every morning. I pay so much attention to her. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with her, but I didn't know that. Erin, did you know that? Her name's Danny, right? Yeah. Cats pee outside of their litter box when they're feeling neglected. <laughs> We're frowning. <laughs> okay, sorry, that's sad. That is. Just give her a little kiss and a little catnip, no. and she'll be Gucci. Ooh, she likes catnip. Okay. All right, sorry. Okay, so Mary reads on board. If you want to know her story, go research her story. This is about <laughs> Anne Bonnie. <laughs> Google it. But just know that those two and... Um, Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, let me scroll up for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Just know that Calico Jack and and Mary were like this tight threesome, and their stories mm-hmm. kind of all intertwine, and that's yeah. why they're important pirates is because of each other. So. They got the strength of each other. Yeah, it's like Sailor Moon and all her people. Sailor Moon! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you watch Sailor Moon? 
No, I never got into that phase. Oh, thank God. I no did offense. not ashamed. Just like Mary, Bonnie did not conceal her gender from her shipmates, but when pillaging and participating in armed conflict, she disguised herself as a man. And Why? That, um, just it's like a respect thing. Like she, they wanted to be taken seriously. They wanted to fuck it up and kill people. And I don't know. I, that's just a natural instinct. I think if I was a l- woman living in that period, I would do the same thing. Right. But do you think they would be less likely to want to kill a female? Yes, I do. So I would like want to stay as a female. True. Just saying. I don't. What honestly, I don't know. No judge. I don't know. No if judgment. I, I was a man and saw a woman kill my f- friends. I don't know necessarily. I don't want to die. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, queens. Hashtag whining crime. <laughs> so, anyways, one starry night in October of 1720, <laughs> the crew had this big party on their ship because they attacked the Spanish commercial ship and got all their loot and stuff. So all the crew were drinking and they were floating down the sea. And then <laughs> that next morning, a ship stormed theirs. And it was Captain Jonathan Barnet. Or Barnet? Jonathan Barnet. I'm going to say that. And mm-hmm. he was an ex-pirate. He was an important pirate, but he became an ex-pirate, and he started commanding the British Navy, and he was like a pirate hunter. And so the crew and his team of, did I say pirates? His team of soldiers (laughs) and the pirates were all fighting, but all the pirates were drunk. They were still drunk from the <laughs> night before. And so, and of course, o- the only two people that are putting on the show and actually trying to, like, fuck it up are Anne and Mary. Mm-hmm. Leave it to the women. Yeah. Come on. But they couldn't stand their ground. And there was a big trial in Port Royal. And basically all of the pirates were executed besides Anne and Mary because Anne and Really? Ma- yeah. And also, they didn't know they were women. They were, like, disguised when there was all this That's, fighting. Uh. And at the trial, they were like, hello, and everyone was like... <gasps> <laughs> hello. <laughs> and they were like, we're pregnant. And they were like... <gasps> and they got to leave and wow. walk free from that. Yeah, so, and the rest of them had to be hanged, including um, Anne Bonnie's husband, the wonderful pirate. The wonderful Calico. Calico. Rest in peace, skinny legend. R.I.P. Calico. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're still listening, this is a comedy podcast. If you want to listen to a serious podcast about history, listen to this one. But this is a comedy podcast. So, oh my god. Um some historians do think that they were pregnant and they had these children or whatever. But Mary died in a Jamaican prison from fever and Aww. no one knows what happened to Anne Bonnie. Huh. She's still alive. <laughs> no. She, <laughs> according She's hanging with Tupac. 
According to the Oxford Dictionary of National Biography, Anne Bonny's father managed to pay ransom for his daughter and bring her back to the Charlestown. And soon mm-hmm. after, she gave birth to Rackham's child. So, Wow, what a life. Yeah. And then in 1721, she, married, she remarried to Joseph Burleigh. They had eight children. She died on April 25th, 1782 in South Carolina. Oh, my God. What a life. Um, Most of what is known of Bonnie's life comes from the volume, A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates, 1724, (laughs) written by Captain Charles Johnson. Wow. Thanks, Johnson. Thanks, Charles. So that is an... Bonnie's story. Damn, we had some good pirate stories today. I think so. Yours was way I better. Love... No, I'm not even I think trying they were to be both nice. Really good. I think they were all good. I-, I do. Thank you for listening to Lush Ladies podcast and learning about pirates with us. Um, if you would like to know more or offer some episode suggestions, please feel free to email us at lushladiespod at gmail.com. Or visit our website at lushladiespod.com. Or you should just probably rate us on iTunes yes. and follow us on every social media that there is. Ever. Ever. Every social media ever. It's Lush Ladies Pod. It's really not hard. Please do it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Also, music by Abstraction. Find his music on abstractionmusic.com or Spotify. Now rate Yay. us. We love you. Now rate us. Bye. Bye.